Painted Arrow Podcast, committed to taking you beyond the pursuit. You know how the other day we were talking about how we feel like these some of these bucks are still bachelored up and it's weird how close it is to the rut? Mm-hmm. I just had my, uh, my uncle... He's got some guys that hunt out there, and they were checking trail cameras, and they got like three or four bucks running together. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, we were we were talking about that the other day, and like mature bucks. Mm. No, but not like year and a halfers, like two year olds. Yeah, it was like a group of two or th- uh, it was like three, three, two, three, two, three two year olds that were running together. You know we. We we've we've said this many times on the podcast. We've said this many times in our conversations. You know, we haven't, we don't really have that many years of trail camera data to yeah, go off. We're of. noobs. We're, I mean, I mean, when you look at it like that, we are. Yeah. When you when you look at like historical year over year data, which is kind of something we've all we we continued to say, it's like a theme almost, one of many. Yeah. Themes. And. Like we we can now play our you know thoughts or our predictions or our whatever we think might might happen we can we can really see if those hold up to be true or false and obviously this isn't the end all be all just because you see something on a trail camera doesn't totally dictate like yeah that's one hundred percent true right but like what you just said my 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 reaction to that my gut jerk reaction to that is like the first cold front in the latter half of October, and when I say latter half, the 25th and beyond, and today is what? The 25th of October. Yeah. My thought process is, is the next real cold front in this time frame, it's that's the end of that. Yeah. That's the end of that. You'd think. You asked me something the other day. You said, uh, we, and we've teased the moment series, that we're we're taking time off from work, we're, we're doing the, the one week. November deal. 7th through the 11th. Yep. Including the weekends on both yep. ends. That week is going to be, you know, we're going to be hitting it hard, documenting everything, podcast updates, Facebook Live updates, Instagram, the whole thing. We're going to document that. But you asked me the other day, you said, Devin, November 8th, November 9th, whatever, middle, middle of the moment series, here here are these conditions. Where are we sitting? Like, if, if we're at the Crickwoods, where are we going? Mm-hmm. And that got me, like, I went down the rabbit hole and, like, started thinking, like, you were just talking about like i don't have a ton of year over year data Mm. to say like oh this during that time we need to be here but but like my gut instinct and when i started thinking about the photos i got last year i was like you know the way my property lays out i think i told you i'm like first week of november we need to be on that crick line they're they're running it and then second week of november they're going to be shoving does up into the thicket and so like my property lays out so that that's that's two very different spots like opposite sides of the property and so like i went back and pulled like actually went through photos because mm-hmm. you look at all those photos but i like went back and looked at photos in relation to one another and i like charted it and i was like okay i'm just gonna make a spreadsheet of all the daylight photos that i got of what i would consider a shooter buck last year in the month of November. Well, actually, I included the, the last week of October. And it was like my gut instinct to what I told you 
was proven true. Like I, I charted that on a spreadsheet and it was like that first week in November, I had deer daylighting in this very specific spot on morning hunts. Yeah. And then like come that second week that started to die off in that specific spot. But the daylight pictures and encounters with deer in this other spot got hot. Yeah. And so this is our first year messing with cell cams, which gives you like a little more real time data, like stuff that you can like, use in the, in the next couple of days to like make a change. But like, I almost look at my SD card cameras as different. Like I'm not as eager to go check them cause I need to figure out what I'm doing tomorrow. Like I'd have them in good spots and I'm letting them run because I'm like committed to start to build this library of year over year data. So like in this spot, like, yeah, I might not pull that card and know that I need to go hunt that buck tomorrow. But if I can let that camera soak and pull it at the end of the season and, and have all of that data and all of those photos to then, know that I need to be there on November 6th next year. That's worth it for me. So like, I'm, I'm like, I'm looking at it in two buckets. Like what can I do to kill the deer this year? But then there's like a different, there's different spots that I'm just, I'm not intruding to go pull cameras because I'm letting those soak so that I can learn something for next year. So while we're on, I I like this topic while we're on this topic, you kind of showed me some things the other day. Can you talk about how you, you know, you can, you can distinguish, cell cameras and just regular trail cameras if you want but like when you get those photos can you talk about how you are collecting the data and what you're doing maybe on your cell phone why mm. it's easier on your cell cameras yeah why it's maybe not as easy on your regular trail cameras can you talk about that yeah so on my sd card cameras i i mean i pull those i typically pop them in my my macbook and then i airdrop the photos that i'm real interested in to my phone um, and then I, I've created an album in my phone and I have 2021 bucks from last year. And then I have 2022 bucks from this year. And then like, if, you know, the same deer that I had on the camera last year versus this year, I'm, you know, tying them together from album to album. And, you know, I'll, I'll basically like make a sketch on the photo and like write the deer's name on it. Like if I'm naming a deer and trying to track it from one year to the next, but like, I just found that as a quick and easy way for me to reference especially when you're in the stand yeah like oh i think that might have been that one deer that like i just want to be able to pull it up quickly and like oh yeah that is that deer so i'm trying to learn i'm trying to kill a good deer but i'm trying to like learn to be able to say i had this deer on camera here and then i had this deer on camera here and oh i just saw him today here what does that mean in order to make all those connections like i need that data available in real time so it's kind of like the same thing with the mag pro like we're all trying to get that to our phone anyway so i just I, I mean, I store a lot of stuff on my computers or on my computer, but I, from season to season, I make a, an album in my photos on my phone and just store 2022 bucks in there. Yeah. Um, that, you know, it sounds really simple, mm -hmm. but it's something I wasn't really doing. Well, I wasn't even really either. Like I found myself getting so excited when I'd get a picture of a good deer and I'd send it to you and I'd send it to, you know, somebody else. And I'm like, then it would come up in conversation and I'd want to show somebody and I'm yeah. like going back through my text to you to try to find the photo. That's like literally, I'm, that was my library. <laughs> I'd literally go to your name and then I'd go to details. <laughs> and that's how I'd see all my deer. I'm yeah. like, God, that makes a lot of sense just to make an album. Yeah. So. Genius. It's, it's just a way for me to, to track it. And like, I think once you put all of the photos from a bunch of different card polls together and then you start looking at these photos like next to each other, like. 
I have one deer in particular. Like until I put all the photos in one spot, I didn't realize like, holy crap, I've had this deer on camera like 13 different calendar days this month. Like I did, like you see photos of him and you're like, oh, that's that deer, that's that deer, that's that deer. But until like I compiled all of them and I was like, man, he's coming out in the same spot on these conditions and, I, and he's done it this many times. Like that's when you can start to pattern stuff and make, you know, decisions. Um, I've never come even close to patterning a deer. I mean, the, the property that I have is a small property. Obviously we bought the adjacent parcel. I've got permission on another. So it's continued to grow over the years in terms of what I have permission or access to, but I've just never had success. I've never before last year, I had never gotten a deer on camera and then saw him in stand. Something for both of us happened last year. I don't, I don't know. It was just a culmination of a lot of things. Yeah. And like, we really, I mean, we, we just, we, we started doing things differently. Yeah. And it's been refreshing. It has. I mean, it's, it's, it's a little more of a patience game. You got to be okay not being out there if the conditions aren't right. I mean, that changes the topic a little bit, but yeah. So like, I don't know if I finished answering your question fully, but the the album is one thing on my phone that I'm doing for, for trail cameras. And then, um, we both have the Bushnell cell camera thing or app. And that, that's been cool because you can download those right out of the app and they save them into your photo album, or you can just share them right out of the app and I can send them to you pretty easily. Um, so that's been nice too. But yeah, like I, I have three or four spots that I'm just not overly concerned with getting in there every handful of days to check the camera. Like I'm just letting them soak. I've got, I've got a cell camera. I've got two cell cameras in spots that if those are firing off, that tells me everything I need to know. The other spots, like I'm okay. Just kind of wondering for this year and letting the camera teach me something for next year. Right. So, um, I just checked last night while we're on the topic of trail cameras. I had a south wind. Perfect for mm-hmm. this to just to get in and check. Checked a couple of trail cameras. And it's almost crazy how the weather temperature it like you can almost expect you you can predict it. Yeah. To a T almost. And that could just be mad luck, chance, whatever, but I hadn't checked these couple of trail cameras in like, you know, it's been a week. Mm-hmm. And these, I'm not going into core areas or anything, but, you know, and uh, I didn't really miss a lot. And I didn't, I didn't know if I was going to miss a lot. Like, if there were a bunch of deer in there or yeah. whatever. But um, let's talk about, can we talk about like the next few days? I'm really excited about the next couple of days. Yeah, me too. <laughs> What did we say like a week and a half ago? We were like, no, no. Okay, so the first cold front of the year came through September 23rd, before season even opened for us. But our our cameras popped. The 22nd, like the night of the 22nd. Into the 23rd of September. Was hot diggity dog. Like for, for, for you and I and other people I know, like everybody was getting pictures of deer on their feet moving. Mm. And then we had what I would consider colder temperatures in the beginning of October than we've had in the last handful of years on average. And can we just, can we distinguish like right now, I think everything that we're going to talk about from here going forward, um, about the next couple of days, weeks, yeah, it's going to be mainly for Michigan, South of Lansing is what I would say. Yeah. I mean, Southern we can, Michigan. we can say for sure, 
we can't really say for northern Indiana. We can't really say for Ohio. We can't really. No, but, but we're covering three different counties in southern Michigan. Yeah. That's what we can say. Now I would feel confident wrapping this conversation at anything south of Lansing. Yeah. So go ahead. So we had temperatures in the very beginning of October that were lower than what I've experienced on average over the last handful of years. Like we've had, like there was a there was a week and a half to two weeks there where it was like 50s and 60 degrees for the highs and lows were in the 30s and 40s. It was awesome. Which is like pretty good. I mean, it has. It was not uncommon in the last handful of years for it to be high 70s through most of October and even into some of November. So I kind of felt spoiled in that regard, and it just didn't. Uh, like I was like, man, dude, we need we need it to warm back up so we can have another cold front at the end of October <laughs> here, and that's exactly what it did. Like the over the last. Well, right now, what is it? I mean, 72. It's 72 right now. Yesterday, I think it was 78. So like. You know, right around October twentieth ish, it heated back up, and it, we spent we're, we've spent the last four or five days in the mid to high seventies. But here we sit on Tuesday, October twenty fifth, and tomorrow the twenty sixth, we got a front moving through. Actually, I think it kind of starts coming through late, late tonight, like midnight tonight. Walk me through. We walked through it a little bit earlier, but yeah, this is very interesting. So in terms of temperatures. So like you've talked a lot about on previous podcasts, the coldest part of the day is in the morning, not necessarily in the evening when you're looking Typically. at a weather when you're looking at a weather forecast. Correct. But I looked at the hour by hour over the next 48 hours essentially. And like basically midnight tonight is the warmest that it will be over the next 48 hours. Hour for hour from midnight tonight going forward for the next 48 hours every hour it's getting colder mm. like that that just mm. that's wow so tonight it's going to start raining where we are tomorrow midday it's going to quit raining and it's just going to continue getting colder throughout the night so i'm pretty excited about that because we've like i said yesterday was 80 tomorrow when it's time to go hunting, it's going to be mid forties and and cool and continuing to cool off after a rain. So, yeah. So like just just look, I'm looking at basic old weather app on the iPhone here. It's 72 degrees right now. At six o'clock, it goes down to 69. Sunsets. Then it goes from 67, 65, 63. Starts raining at 10. Gets mm-hmm. all the way down. The low is going to be at. Uh, it just keeps dropping though, doesn't it? <laughs> Isn't that great? So yeah, it just keeps going down, 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 baby. And then so all the way till tomorrow, two PM it's gonna be fifty degrees. And then it keeps cooling off through that night and the morning of Thursday the twenty seventh? Is that right? Yep. It's gonna be in the thirties. That's where I'm that's that for me that's that that that's for me, that's the day. Yeah. I'm putting all my eggs in that basket. All the stars for that day right there on the calendar. Yeah. Yeah, I mean an end of October buck would be pretty sweet. I haven't killed a deer in October and since two thousand eighteen. Every deer I've killed since two thousand eighteen has been November and December. Yeah, last year I shot the Holy Spirit on October first, but then November fifteenth I shot a, a deer with a 
450. Yeah. Before that, though, when was the last October deer you shot? It had been that, my first bow box. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one you helped me recover. Yeah. So that had been 2018. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, be cool to catch up with one in October here. Um, cameras are starting to get real interesting for me. Yeah. Couple, couple better deer starting to show up closer and that's not daylight, but closer in proximity to, like it tells you they're bedding relatively close. Do you want to talk about Beckham? Cause yeah, you're going to so be him tomorrow. Beckham's not a deer that I've talked about a lot on this podcast, but this is a deer. He's not overly impressive, but he's old. He's one of the older deer that I've got on camera. He's pretty big and he looks just like a bully. He wouldn't, wouldn't score real well, but he's a big seven point. So his left Left side? Right side? I don't know. I don't know. One side, he has basically just a ginormous fork. He doesn't even have really much to speak of for a brow tine on that side. He's got a nub, and I think it's probably long enough to be considered a scorable point, but it's basically not a brow tine. So he's got a big fork on one side, and then a good like a good half of an eight-point rack on the other side. And he's just a pretty good-looking deer. I mean, when you look at him coming through the woods, he just he looks... On camera, he looks like a really good deer, and he kind of reminds me like that guy in high school who was a he was a wrestler, and he always liked to grab you and twist your tits or something. Yeah. Just he's kind of like a <laughs> <laughs> just like a bully. Every time you see a picture of that deer, he just like has this. He like, looks pissed off. He does. He looks really pissed off. He um, I've only had him on camera one other one time with another buck. Every other time, he's been just lone ranger in it. Mm-hmm. But that's the deer that I was just referencing. I've had him on camera. I got to check it, but it's something like 13 or 15 different calendar days in the month of October. So out of 25 days in October, he's been on camera damn near 15 of them. In the same In the same spot. Yeah. And he's coming out off the same trail. And so that deer, again, I don't think he's bedding on my property, but he's been really close. And there's been, I've, I've had daylight photos of him twice. Not real predictable, didn't really make a ton of sense. And you, the, the but, cool part about this deer is that you started seeing him early. I glassed him in the bean field across the street all summer long. I've filmed him through my binoculars. I've got, I don't even know how many videos I have of him. So it, it's, it's, it, it'd be, it'd be a really cool full circle thing. But yeah, this is the first deer that I've had any sort of pattern at all on. So to be able to, to be able to actually say I'm going to go hunt this deer in this stand on these conditions because my cameras are telling me to like that's what I'm after yeah I'm trying to get to the point where I can you know pattern a deer and and say I'm going in to hunt this specific deer so he I mean with age that deer is not going to get much more impressive like he's just he's got a little bit of a messed up side but he's a he's a cool buck and I'm I'm hoping to kill him tomorrow yeah so tomorrow (laughs) tomorrow dude we'll see we'll see um i have not seen him on the hoof this year yet but my cameras are seeing him plenty so yeah like we were talking earlier i feel like a pent-up dog yeah i kept saying like a racehorse like i'm just like i'm in the gates and i'm all raring to go and i'm just like i got an itchy trigger finger like i'm ready i can't wait like, it's taken a lot. I think I would speak for both of us on this. It's taken a lot of restraint to be as patient and tactical as we've been. I mean, we're, what did we say? It's October 25th. Between the, uh, between the both, we've, we've both sat four times this year. 
Which is very uncommon. It's very uncommon for how we've hunted in the past, but we've gotten in clean, we've got out clean. It made sense for us to sit those days, and my camera activity would say that these deer are feeling pretty safe in there and that the lack of pressure that I've put on the property is probably going to bode well for me here in the beginning, <laughs> end of October, beginning of November. So I'm feeling optimistic. Onyx is the number one GPS hunting app on the market. If you don't have Onyx, I would highly consider trying a free trial where you can get access to all 50 states and all of the mapping features and tools. Onyx allows you to send waypoints to your buddies, see public and private boundary lines, and see where you stand in live time. And also has a new weather feature that allows you to track weather and wind so you can stay on top of your game, literally. It's a no-brainer. If you go on your computer, not your mobile device, to onxmaps.com and use the promo code PaintedArrow, you will receive 20% off your elite or premium subscription. Know where you stand with Onyx. There's nothing I like doing more than hunting elk in the western states. One of the main challenges of hunting big game species in western states is actually getting a tag. Furthermore, it's actually understanding each state's drawing systems, which can seem like a chore to figure out for beginners. Go Hunt is a company that has figured out how to simplify this obstacle for basic folk like you and me. Go Hunt offers a subscription service called the Insider, which gives you access to the most accurate draw odds, species breakdowns, and strategy articles out there. Before I started using Go Hunt, I would spend hours filing through kill harvest reports and data sheets looking for a good unit to hunt in. And using the Insider has streamlined this process, making it easier and more efficient than ever before. This has allowed me to find a place to go hunt hence the name. Visit GoHunt.com to find out more and to start a free trial with the Insider subscription service. Shupex Sporting Goods in Jackson, Michigan has been in the business of selling outdoor equipment for over 30 years. They have over a thousand new and used guns and over 500 new bows for you to choose from. This family owned and operated company goes above and beyond to make sure that you are taken care of when it comes to buying gear. Use the promo code PaintedArrow5 at the checkout and receive 5% off your entire purchase. Yes, that does include guns and bows, folks. Go down to Shoepex today. So I used to get really excited. I, I've, I've probably ran trail cameras for four or five years. Yeah. One or two, right, at the beginning. Yeah. And I used to get pictures of bucks, and I would get super excited. And I never would ever look at the time, like the date. No, it was just, you got a, you got a picture of a buck on camera. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh my God, I'm going out hunting. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. He's in there. But but now you look at the time, and you're like... I don't even get excited. Like, it honestly, it almost pisses me off more. If it's like at 2 a.m.? Yeah. I get or bucks all the time midnight? at 1 a.m., 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? He's betting. He's betting a mile away, <laughs> literally, in in lots of cases. Yeah. And it's just inter- interesting. Like this year, get a bunch of them, and I don't even. Sometimes I don't even share Dick's photos hard. with you. Like, yeah. Like it doesn't really mean a lot. Like I, I it, yeah. it's definitely noted. It's definitely documented, and it's in the back of the brain. But those aren't the deer that you know. In this time of year, we're talking about the next handful of days here. Yeah. Doesn't mean I mean anything can happen, but, but what really gets me excited is we're talking about Beckham. We're yeah. talking about you know we haven't talked about any of the deer on my place, but we need to. We can, but when I see these deer and I know they're like they're consistent, they're 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 not you know everydayers, but they're 
when they come through, they're doing the same thing. Yeah. They're taking that same trail. Maybe they're they're working the food edge. They're they're doing the same thing. Yeah. That's tomorrow. Like, like for me, I get really excited for. You know. I, I hear a lot of people talk about this. It's like, if you have a buck that hasn't daylighted yet, mm-hmm. he's gonna. Oh yeah. When's he gonna do that? You you don't wanna you don't wanna sit home tomorrow. And, and see him daylight, yeah. and then be like, okay, now it's time to go hunt him. No, right? Because he might. A f- there's a fine line between aggression and very, very tactical. Yeah. Right. And I feel like you gotta. I mean, you gotta swing and miss. You gotta swing the bat. Yeah, I mean, see, it's a little different for Beckham because I've had that deer on camera so many times, and I've had him on camera in daylight two different times. So those two are at least data points for me to say, okay, well, why? Why did he daylight on those two days? And why did he daylight where he did on those two days? And like, okay, well, the wind was common, both occurrences. Actually, I think I've had him daylight three times. But anyway, you get the point. Like, was there anything common about those three different times that he daylighted? What was happening in the day before that? Was a was a front coming through? Was there a big temperature swing? Was the wind was the wind uh, speed the same? Maybe the the wind direction changed, but was the wind speed consistent? He feels like he's comfortable traveling. Whatever, it, ge- it gives you something to go off of. And you could argue that you know you can get way too analytical with this stuff, and like sometimes you just got to go hunt them. Sure. And I'm trying to keep like a healthy balance there, but but there's a theme among guys who kill good deer every year. And they're tactical. They go in at the right time. They don't go in. Like, if you have no reason to believe that deer you're after is going to daylight today, why are you going in there? You're just ruining future hunts. So, like, that's just not how I hunted in the past. So, I want to talk about a buck that I call Jim Beach. Jim Beach. I hope he's not listening to this podcast. (laughs) Jim Beach is a guy I go to church with and... um, it's a long story why we named the deer Jim Beach. Anyway, it's just a good name. It's a great name. It's got a good Jim name Beach is a really, really nice buck. I think he's a four-year-old, big old clean eight, like a one of those eights that makes you lose sleep. Yep. And and I got photos of this deer. When did you first see this deer? In the summer, August. What were you doing? I was scouting deer. I was actually running around. I actually ran like four miles to be able to come down this road in a certain direction on a certain wind on a certain night, as wild as that is. And you just glassed them up in the corn. I glassed up two really good bucks that day. Mm-hmm. Two deer that I've seen many times before and since. Yeah. But JB, he he hits this camera quite consistent. Not in, in terms of frequent frequency not he's not consistent but like once or twice a week he'll hit it he'll he'll hit it when it's like it's it's always like two hours before light yeah and he comes in the exact same way he's going back to bed somewhere he's coming in the exact same direction he's not and the way this camera is is kind of on a field edge so like if he was coming head on to it there's there's a little bit of a food plot a little kill plot it's not big at all but like He's coming one time, like, head-on to the camera, mm-hmm. but, like, 90-plus percent of the time, he's coming, he's walking right perpendicular to it. 
broadside of the camera. Yep. He'll come in. I'll get the exact same photos. It's almost confusing when you're going back and looking at the history. Yeah. Because they're all the same. Just different dates. He comes in. His head's normal. He's walking. He touches the licking branch, and then he walks away. Yeah. And I can tell, like, he's he's checking. He's checking. And he's checking. And you're missing a lot of intel not having video roll right there. Like, I yeah. do think that you'd get a lot of intel, like, what his demeanor is, what his... I, I really do... It's something I do want to look into more about these specific scrapes. And that, that gets into a whole other conversation. But really, talking about this deer... I think he, I think I got a really, it's always in the morning too. Is this something I said? I missed two things. You missed two things. It's always in the morning and it's always on a northwest wind. And it's always the same direction. But you have got pictures of this deer on a different camera on an entirely different spot of the property in the evening. Oh, I get them on different parts of the property for sure. But but the one thing that's consistent is the spot that he hits in the morning. Northwest wind. On a northwest wind, he hits the same spot. He, and it's he in the uses morning. the terrain. He hugs yeah. this ridge. Comes out of the ag, I think, and I'm. I know. I just. I don't know exactly where he's coming from. Right. I. I know. I think we kind of talked about yeah, that earlier. Yeah. We can hypothesize. And Thursday morning, dude. I think I got as good a shot. shot as any. I yeah. really do. I hate to be like I'm gonna kill this deer, and no. I'm 100 percent sure I'm not. I have no idea, but I got a good shot. Yeah. I got a good opportunity. Because everything like that is going to happen. It's going to be morning. It's going to be chilly. It's going to be a northwest or north. It's going to be, and yeah, fresh rain. They're going to be coming through trying to freshen up scrapes after it. It's, yeah, stop it's it. It's textbook. It's just it's gonna, silly. It's a textbook situation. And you might sit out there and freeze to death and not see a deer. And that's the beautiful part about deer hunting. Last thing I'll say about this this specific hunt, because I, I, I think it's interesting. I don't I don't think a lot of podcasts you listen to talk quite in depth about certain deer people are chasing because i don't know yeah. there's this level of um, intimacy when it comes to hunting deer it's like this very private thing and you don't share information it's hush hush yeah comes with the, t- the territory anyway so for this deer i i've gotten bucks on this camera the same camera of all times in the morning one two three four five six seven eight and even daylight right yep my plan I'm talking early. I don't know what time yet, but I'm going to be getting up early, and I'm going to be making my way. I'm, it's, hopefully it's going to be wet, right? I really hope for your sake it is. Because i got to walk through some oak and hickory flat territory to get to Where you're the going. set, yeah. and it is loud. I blew out, like I remember a, a specific hunt last year where I was going to the set, mm-hmm. and I blew out yep. the woods. I mean deer running everywhere everywhere (laughs) but i'm going to be getting up early i'm probably going to be sitting in the dark for two hours that morning yeah to get there get set and just take my time how many mornings have you hunted this year i've hunted two mornings Hmm. i've not sat in the morning this year yet i'm really excited for that If, if you said to me like you i mean i i'll just say i'll just cut to the chase i don't even know what i was going to say there but yeah I love hunting in the mornings. Yes, and your property lends itself well to mornings. Like, I, I get up early. I get up at 5 o'clock pretty yeah. much every day. Yeah. So, like, it's there's no issue there for me. Right. I love, in the summer, getting out on the porch and watching the sun come up. So when you when you mix that early morning with watching the sun come up and watching, like, the earth literally 
like the dew and the birds and the just everything. Yeah. It is it's beautiful. There's nothing better for me. No, I can't wait. I, I don't love, like the evenings. I love hunting mornings as well. I just mm. haven't hasn't made sense for me to sit this morning in the morning yet, but I'm excited. So Devin, tell me uh tell me uh what you think people need to keep in mind for the next five to seven days during this cold front in Michigan. What do they need to keep in mind? My answer to this is unconventional. I'm not I'm not gonna predict what I think deer movement's gonna do or anything like that, but I mean, we are having a cold front and it's gonna hopefully get deer on its feet. But what I was talking to you about today is like I was looking for a podcast to like just get me hyped up. Like this next three weeks is what we live for. We talk all year about deer hunting and we're always dreaming of the last week of October and the first two weeks of November. Is there good opportunity on either ends of that three weeks as well? Yes. But when you like, if you're a, if you're a diehard whitetail hunter, you lose sleep thinking about the last week of October and the first two weeks of November. And I am giddy. I am hyped up for that, for that chunk of time. And I just, I was telling you like my focus this year, I feel very well prepared. I feel dialed. I feel like I'm in a good spot. I haven't overpressured my property. Like the stage is set. They've got the script. I just got to be there at the right time and make a fatal shot. And like the mindset that I'm in for this year, and I was telling you this this morning, like when that deer walks in, I'm going to do everything in my power to tame the excitement and just be like, of course he's walking in. He's supposed to walk in. I set up this spot because I knew that deer was going to come in that way. And now I need to make a fatal shot on that deer. Like Ranella talk. Ranella's got his saying, like, get excited later. Be a good predator. Yeah, you like that one. I love it. Like, it doesn't, if, if you get so excited that you miss the damn deer, it doesn't matter anyway. So be excellent and make the shot. And I just can't wait for that moment. Yeah. I cannot wait for that moment. I am hyped. I am hyped up for that. You you got me excited just listening to you. I just, I mean, it's just like, it's October 25th. I know. Do you know what I mean? Like, this next three weeks is it. This is what we, all of the other 49 weeks out of the year, we're thinking about this three weeks. It's about to It's happen. here. And we got a cold front. I can't wait. I really can't. Yeah, we're either going to be successful or learn something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've, like I said, the stage is set. We've played the game as good as we can thus far. And, like, at some point, you got to lace up and play the game. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the, there's good reason for as patient as we've been and where we've sat and why we've sat and why we haven't sat. There's good reason for all that. But, like, we've shot the free throws. We're dialed. Like, lace up the shoes. Let's go. That's where I'm at. I like that. That's great. I'm really excited. So I want to make um, – we can wrap this up however you want, but I wanted to give an update. I went to the taxidermist. Ooh. I think that deserves a little more than just a podcast update. I think we need to do like a a story update on the heels of the launch of this podcast. So don't give any information right now? No, give some information, but like this is going to probably go live tomorrow, right? Yeah. Yeah, so if you're listening to this – on October 26th, go look at the Painted Arrow Outdoors story. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. On Instagram. Sorry, I didn't qualify what Painted I meant by Painted Arrow story. Outdoors. Yeah. 
at Painted Air Outdoors. So last year, October 1st, shot my first like real buck with a bow. Yep. In a saddle in the morning on your property. 40 degrees on my property. First ever hunt on my property. There's an epic dialogue story, story on YouTube if you want to check it out. We basically made a documentary, so it's a long one. Go watch that. Yeah. Some I don't even know what the title is. Big Michigan buck. Yeah. The Holy Spirit deer, nicknamed mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit. It's a it's a really really cool story, but basically went to the taxidermist yesterday, picked this deer up and just <laughs> when I got to uh when I got to the taxidermist I walked in and nobody was at the counter. And so I knew they were back there. I could hear a meteor podcast going and I'm like, Oh, they're back there skinning deer right now. So I went back there and I was like, Hello And they're like, Hey, how are you doing, man? Hey, did you see it? And I'm like, No, I didn't I didn't see it. Because obviously when you walk into a taxidermist, typically there's shoulder mounts all over the place. Mm-hmm. And then this place is no different. Shout out to Nature's Pride Taxidermy. And get in there finally connect with it you know what i mean i'm looking at all these bucks i'm like that's not it that's not it and then my eyes connect and i was just like oh my gosh (laughs) he's a giant like that's always the weirdest moment when you shoot that deer because you really spend a limited amount of time like actually up close and personal with it before you drop him off the taxidermy for a year yeah so like that moment when you see it it's like it's like seeing it all over for the first time again big i mean they did a great job and it's already hanging and beautiful unbelievable yeah. Just a good clean typical deer. Mhm. It's 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 not something that I've ever seen before. When no. I look at him I'm like it looks like a Texas buck. It really does. It looks like a classic Texas deer. Yeah. He doesn't look like he's from anywhere around this zip code. Mhm. It's just crazy. Crazy crazy. So I'm all tickled. I'll definitely post some updates of this on the yeah, wall. Yeah, you got to. My wife loves it. Really? No. <laughs> no, she doesn't. No. No, she doesn't. She doesn't love it. She goes I, I, I had her come in and I wanted her to like tell me the height on it. Yeah. And she's like like she she was like, you know, doing her thing. I was like, Hey, how's this height? She goes, A little bit higher, a little bit higher, right there. And then I put the deer down and went to grab the drill and she's like, Honey, you're not really gonna put that on the wall, are you? Like <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, know, Is it going yeah. right there? Yeah, like, it sure is. Sure is, honey. I said, Honey, this this deer is going in this house. <laughs> somewhere so you tell me where it's going but uh i got a feeling if if this keeps happening which i hope it does and i'm planning for it what do you mean there more deer yeah being mounted put in the house i don't know where they're gonna go well yeah you know what i mean we gotta me and my wife have to sit down and dedicate a wall we gotta we gotta talk that one through (laughs) but i don't want to get ahead of myself um all right closing thoughts what do you got you kind of had a banger already, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it where I got it. Like, make the shot count. We prepare all year for these next three weeks, and just be ready. Yeah, because because it literally anything can happen during the rut. Like that, it's cliche to say that, but like, you may think you've got this deer pattern perfectly. The perfect cold front comes through. The rain just stops, and I'm gonna go get in the stand. I'm gonna kill one tonight. You might sit there for a real long time and see no deer. And then all of a sudden, boom, he's right underneath. Like, it just happens so quick. So you just got to stay ready. Yeah, and then, like, talking about cliche things, like, keep shooting your bow. 
Yeah, through the season. It's really hard to because you yeah. get up early and you don't have time to do before. But, like, find a time to just release an arrow. Yeah. Um, that's, that's super helpful. And broadhead. Like, shoot your broadhead. Of course. So, um, I guess on the on the end of this, we'll say uh, get you a MagPro or MagPro Plus. We have eight degrees in stock. We have, Everything's in stock right now. Um, our shipping turnaround time is epic. Quick. It's it's in the mail same day. So if you guys make an order, we'll get it out to you. And uh, we appreciate the business. Check us out on uh, Instagram at Painted Arrow Outdoors. Our website, PaintedArrowOutdoors.com. And, uh, yeah, hit us up. We'd love to talk with you, chat with you, see what you got going on. Yeah, and if you shoot a real good deer or a doe with the MagPro, send us a video. We'll post it on uh post it on socials and tag you yep 100% thanks for listening along guys we'll talk to you on the next episode see you